What's your friend? Hey, Mona. Hey, guys. It's Sam Peck Mom and... Tellings. Oh, you faded us up. We didn't get to do the end mode of the battle. Well, wait. Wait until it... Are we going to go back in with the song? Right, no, no, no. Talk for 15 seconds, then it will come good. All right, you're back with Shouldn't You Be Working uh, with Sam Peckan. Mark Hellings. Uh, the show where we interview people with interesting jobs. Uh, but not just that, we also talk about the uh, the careers of them. And we had the intro today of Mona the Vampire. Yeah, Wait, we'll have a bit in. Oh, wait. We're going oh, yeah. to build up to it. Wait a sec. What? Absolutely. <laughs> we have sketchy start. Sketchy start, but to a strong show, I believe. So this week, there's about 15 people have just come into the studio. Then, which is always fun as well. One of them is six foot five. <laughs> Looks like he's about to do us in. Take us all out. Um, <laughs> we've now got what's that guy from Rocky? Dusseldorf or something like that. Dusseldorf. He looks like Grant Mitchell. This guy. He looks like he'll have us all for breakfast. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it seems like they're roughing someone up right now. He's a one. <laughs> yeah. He's a one puncher. It'll take him out for days. But what we've done this week is we have coming up on the show uh, a live, real live, modern day witch. Yeah. The real deal. We're actually interviewing a modern day witch. Uh, her name's Tori West, uh, and that will be coming in in the second hour of the show. And to run along the theme of witchcraft, we're going to be talking about superstitions and magic. Magic, magic general. Magic general. Predominantly. Beasts. Are you going to have to talk about Harry Potter for a bit? I did go to Harry Potter World, yeah. And it was sensational. Have yeah. you ever been? No, no. I've never been. I've been trying to go for the last year. But then to be honest, I don't I don't think I really do that much justice. You're, obs- you're more obsessed, right? I'm more obsessed, but there are people who are even more obsessed than me. Like my housemate, Casey, who literally knows everything. Like, do you know what uh, Aragog's wife is <laughs> called? Do you know what Aragog's no, wife is called? I, don't, I was about to say, do you know what all the houses are? And you're asking me about... Wives. Hey, our director's <laughs> just come in. Hello, Justin. Um, you what, so you don't know what uh, Aragog's wife, the big hairy spider's wife, is called? I didn't even know who Aragog is. Aragog is in the... Is that like of Shelob, Lord of the Rings? Some, some yeah, exactly. Similar my language. Yeah, but like less kind of like jazzy in English. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is English, though, again. Who? Um, or Aragog, Aragog, the big hairy spider. A spider? Do they have nationalities? Uh, I don't. Th- I think this one was like an English one. Um, but anyway, his wife's called Mossag. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And did you know what? Uh, <laughs> do you know what Ron Weasley's owl's called? Uh, don't say. Actually, oh god, I shouldn't blow the speaks. Well, why? That's the texter. All right. Ron Weasley doesn't have an owl. I thought he had something weird. Oh no, he doesn't. It's, it's someone's owl. <laughs> <laughs> it might be her, Hermione's owl. Have you say. have you done what house you are? Yeah, I did. On uh, Potter Potter World, or what, whatever it's called. What are you? Obviously, Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin? Yeah, no, I was Gryffindor Classic. Bro, you are. No, I was, you, I was actually it. Slytherin. I was Slytherin. Yeah, that I makes am a evil, lot man. of sense. Yeah. What would you be? You'd be Hufflepuff, mate. I did it, and considering I don't know kind of the ins and outs of what it represents, I was Ravenclaw, which I was happy with, because I think it's a cool name. That's the smart one. Okay, yeah, guys, and there is, this is the texter, and you have the chance to win a free... Mug. Yeah. You got your name not on it because it's our names are on it. It's going to be, shouldn't you be working, Sam and Mark? We're not doing the custom print. That would cost serious, <laughs> serious bunts. You know how, guys, do you know how much a mug is to print? Well, yeah, it's, and in bulk, it, it adds up. It really, like, we printed loads and it's so expensive. Thank God we've got private equity backing. <laughs> <laughs> got venture capitalism's coming through. But what's the uh, text there? Venture capital. Oh, yeah, so venture capitalism. Venture capitalism. <laughs> it's venture capital, Um No, so the text of this week is 
What is the name of Ron Weasley's owl? But he doesn't have an owl. Is this something that I'm this, missing? He has an owl. Okay. He had uh, sweepers or something, the, the rat. <laughs> sweepers. Sounds like a gangster. <laughs> sweepers, ah, I'm here. Sweepers. <laughs> I'm going to take your face out. Sweepers outside. Got, well, he's got sweepers who's going to take a, do us in in a minute. He's not looking in at the moment, which is good. Sweep out the body parts. There's another person. There's like 20 people. There's literally 15 people outside. It's very distracting. Uh, I, might, I might go like be like a passive-aggressive housemate, just like come yeah. out in a robe, just go, guys, can you um, can you keep it down? Guys, we're actually trying to do high-quality radio here. Yeah, like, actually. <laughs> that is incredible. Um, so, our name owl name what is ron weasley's owl you can get in touch with us in a number of different ways but the easiest way would probably be via twitter at wandsworth radio or at syb working yeah sugar y b working yankee. what is why yankee bravo whiskey shouldn't you be <laughs> bravo yeah bravo yeah yeah Bra- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. sugar bravo whiskey whiskey <laughs> mm, for the men in the room <laughs> All women. All Any, women. Anyone. Anyone's welcome. Anyone's listening. Anyone, please oh, text right. in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and you, the other way you can get in touch is via our Instagram, which is <laughs> at SYBWorking, or yeah. just my Instagram, at Sam Lee Peck. Or mine, Shark Ellings. Just plug it as much as possible. You know what? We do fire content on Instagram. So. Yeah, it's fairly fire. Is fire a really lame thing to say? Yeah, probably is, especially when referring to your own Instagram. Yeah, but it's because obviously it is good quality stuff though. So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick song now and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the world's luckiest man named Frain Salek. All right. Not lucky in the name department. No, not lucky. And you know what? Controversially, we don't think he's that lucky. No, not at all. So we're going to jump in with an absolute corker for everyone who loves life. West life. If I let you go. And you're back. <laughs> it's Sam Peck and Mark Ellings on. Shouldn't you be working on uh, Wandsworth Radio? Correct. Mundo five points. So you're back with shouldn't you be working? We're now talking superstition, magic, all things along that lark because we're interviewing a witch later in the show. Tory West, can't wait. It's going to be lit. Yeah. Oh, I said lit. <laughs> oh. So what were we talking about before the song? Luckiness. So yeah, we're we're talking about luckiness now because we were going to talk about how lucky we've been in the past and like the luckiest things that's happened to us. But that's actually quite boring, and we've already done it because it's mainly just about like finding forty quid yeah, on the floor. Exactly. I found 50 bangers on Clapham High Street and we've spoken about it in at least three other episodes, I think. Yeah, and I'm, it's probably because it was one of the greatest things that ever happened to my life. Yeah, but yeah. the other thing, so we thought instead of just doing boring, you know, us like finding money, who's the world's luckiest man? Mark, take it away. And we found out, we did the research, we put the Google in question in. We did it. And it's Frain Select, the Croatian music teacher, which already makes him one of the luckiest people <laughs> in the world in my books. To be fair, lucky, great place. Great music. Crafting sweet tunes on the Croatian shore? Yes. <laughs> on the Adriatic coast. Well, you've got a soft spot for Croatia, haven't you? Croatia? Yeah, huge soft spot. Really fancy. So little music festival. So, um, yeah, but as you said, like, luckiest, but maybe the unluckiest, because his reason, his luckiness, 
<laughs> is that he's cheated death seven times. Yeah, so he's cheated death seven times. He's been in a train wreck, an airplane crash, a bus crash. His car blew up a few times. He was hit by a city bus. <laughs> and his car was forced off a cliff by a truck. Yeah. In my books, that makes him an incredibly unlucky person. Exactly. The guy must be living on his nerves. Yeah. He did win $1 million in Croatian lottery, though. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a consolation prize. But like, like I said, I mean, if I had done at least three of them, train wreck, cra- airplane crash, and bus crash, I think your life would be over. You'd be shattered, wouldn't you? You'd be knackered. You'd look terrible because of the crash, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, scarring. Well, we'll uh, we, we, we can pull him up. He looks normal. He's a little bit chubby. Is he a little bit? Well, he's obviously not that lucky. But, uh, yeah. Not that we're fat shaming. Not that we're fat shaming. Because you can be whatever you want and we will love you here because Mark's got a pretty grim body as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just since I came back from the, sk- the slopes, my dude. Well, you know what? This morning, I got out of bed topless, obviously, because I don't sleep in a, a full gown. I sleep though. in a t-shirt. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you're such a freak. A little, of course you little hat on. <laughs> like Wee Willy Winky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wee Willy Winky. So, yeah, you, got, so got, you were naked in bed. Not naked. Just I was in boxes. I sleep in boxes. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. Do you sleep in just a t-shirt? <laughs> no boxes? I do occasionally. <laughs> oh, do you actually? In the summer. Oh, you're such... What, a Keep t-shirt with... light and breezy. I get t-shirt very, with no pants. I get very cold shoulders. Of course you do, you little... <laughs> little cheeky Freak. man. <laughs> you little cheeky, cheeky man. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, so with that, isn't that awful though? <laughs> no, that's beautiful. It's the best way to be in bed, man. Nice, toasty upper body. Very uh, breezy extremities. Oh. <laughs> I find that if I'm too hot, I just have nightmares. Do you get nightmares? <laughs> Freakish nightmares. <laughs> what was it? What's the dreams? Usually Stuck about... Stuck in a radiator. No, so most of my nightmares are usually being chased. <laughs> or not being able to shut doors. What, is that a huge point of anxiety for you? No, I think it represents something like you've made bad decisions yeah, in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get many freakish nightmares. Normally it's just like, you know, that you've like ruined your exams. Yeah. Or like you go to a, see your results and there's nothing there. It's a blank page. That's like such a textbook. I feel like that's not what you dream about. And you're just like really scared about what you actually dream about. And you're like, oh, no, yeah, I'm just like reading a bit of paper in front of the closet. Well, yeah. Then I'm going to pants on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's classic. I uh, I can't remember the last night I had. I think I was, I was going camping with my mate Ross. And for some reason, he brought a baby with him. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, Ross, where's that baby? It's been half an hour. And he's like, it's over there. And he put it in the washing machine. Oh, wow. That's a dark dream. You've gone from, you know, when you have your exam <laughs> and having nothing on there to like, ma- like murdering babies. I know, I know. I don't know, know what Freud would say about that. Probably that you want to murder babies. No, I mean, that's <laughs> no, too obvious. You know, Freud would be like, it's something about that you're... I don't want to be a father. <laughs> and that's how we do it. It's only just think of it on the go. <laughs> and he just goes, father? Something about a paternity test? <laughs> How's your father? But um, so there's our night terrors. Luckiest man tonight. Does terror. he have night terrors as well? Because this yeah, is like... He would. Do you, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Yeah, big oh, time. Oh, freak. Loads of people have, don't worry. Well, you never had it? Never had it. Well, I've had it once when I was like, had the flu. And this actually happened to me. I hallucinated like crazy. I was in bed, probably about 16, and I was literally like, <laughs> and then what, it, what I hallucinated, and this is the only time I think I properly hallucinated, uh, was when I, uh, so I was in bed, and I felt like there were like mini people walking all over my shoulders, and yeah. a tank, like rolling over my body, <laughs> and I was like, 
I am losing my yeah. mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, when you're the flu? Yeah, but I was like proper hallucinating. And you know when people are like, I've got It's like, no, you don't. I was hallucinating. People had, ta- there were tanks on me. Yeah, like the walls are crawling. No, no, well, um, the other thing is waking people up during a nightmare. Everyone says don't do it, but I just say do it. Well, I, do, I don't think it actually shocks them for the rest of their life. Isn't it more like if they're sleepwalking? And isn't it like if they're at the top of the stairs and you just go, ah! Yeah. <laughs> do you sleepwalk? Um, that was me adding to the sound yeah, effects of ambiance. The <laughs> when do you uh, do you sleepwalk? Yeah. No, I do. actually, yeah, I do. Guess what? I found myself at the top of the stairs the other day. Yeah. True facts. And I was like, I just played it off like I was going for a wee. What were you doing? I what, just, what do you mean? You woke up and you were at the top of the stairs? So I live in a three-story house, three-story mansion with a swimming pool, and yeah. like Jay Z lives next door as well. <laughs> Me and him get on so well. Must be a key. What's his real name again? I always forget because I just call him Jay. Sean. Sean Carter. I actually call him Sean because we're close. Shawnee. Beyonce's actually right now Shit. over at my house for break. But come on, banging on, jeez. Sorry, yeah. So what happened? <laughs> so what happened is I was having a little uh, dreamy walk, and then I just woke up and I was at the top of the top floor, nowhere near where I sleep. Yeah, and I was like, oh wait, this Please. is this isn't odd. This is a bit odd, isn't this it? How you have to explain it? No, and then I pr- explained it in my head because it was like two in the morning. No one else was there. It wasn't like the whole house were going. He's awake. Oh, like that. <laughs> it was more. I then was like in my head. I was like, oh no! I obviously came up here to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Even though I've my own bathroom on my floor. This is. Pos- I don't know what to make of this story. I don't know anyone who's ever woken up halfway through a sleepwalk and then like acknowledge that they sleptwalk and made an excuse in their own head as to why they are doing it. It's cool being neurotic, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember that time a couple of episodes ago that we took down? I videoed myself. In my yeah. sleep. Yeah, that was yeah, that's strange. Well, <laughs> that is. Do a whole episode on your sleeping habits. Yeah, Mom, <laughs> yeah. I don't really. I mean, I don't really sleep much. So uh, yeah, you're like an insomniac, aren't you? Wake up a few times a night. Last night had the pleasure of the neighbours having one of the most bassy raves this side of a uh, base town. Base town. Nice. Um, base town, USA. So yeah, it's night terrors seldom for me. Dreams very seldom. Dreams very yeah, seldom. Yeah, you don't dream. What you dream every night? Well, what we get? Riches. Well, you don't dream. I can't remember the last time I had a dream that was noticeably good. I have multiple dreams pretty much every night. And what we're going to do now is we're going to go for a quick song, and then we're going to come back to uh, this topic of dreams, and then segue into superstitions. Yes, exactly. But on the theme of dreams, we've got the next song is "Things Can Only Get Better" by. D-Ream. Ah, is that good? You Treat yourself. I don't know, never heard it. Enjoy. You can wear my shoes Land a tub like me And be an angel too But maybe You ain't never gonna feel this way You ain't never gonna know me And you're back in the face with Sam Peck and Mark Ellings in your face on the space. That was actually a good song. First yeah. time in a while we've had one of them. You're welcome, mate. I thought I'd choose that. You chose that? No. You don't know how to use the system. No, I don't. It's just like, whatever comes up. We've just actually got loads of really weird songs coming up. We've got Brandy, <laughs> LMFA, <laughs> Robin. Just drag and drop and pray. Pray, eat, pray, love. But yeah, do you? Is that a thing? Eat, pray, love's a film, isn't it? Is it? Is that? I thought that's what that goes around that hippie band that people have, isn't it? 
Wow. Love. Yeah, love is like a thing, like in universally accepted. Sex. Sex. Love, sex, and magic. It's an Amal Van Buren song. <laughs> um, so, magic. All right. Superstitions. Yeah, so this week we're talking superstition because we have a real life witch in the second hour of the show. Yeah, but she's not superstitious, she just knows her magic. Yeah, she's. Uh, we say superstitious, and I hope she doesn't get offended. It's more yeah. magic and superstitions. Yeah, exactly. And, and the supernatural. And the supernatural. Everything natural. El natural. El natural. <laughs> That's like Mark in bed, he sleeps in just a t-shirt. El naturale. Is it kind of like a long t-shirt? Uh, it's just enough to leave a little bit. Rest oh. to the imagination. <laughs> what happened? So when you first, like got in bed with Charlotte, were you like, do you mind if I just sleep just in a t-shirt? Well, what, do you get ground clearance off everything you wear in bed? Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind if I just wear the cat suit? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about just wearing my uh, Mr. Whippy. What's, what's that guy, like the winky guy who has like, purple, like, he's all pink and oh, yellow dots? Smurf? Not the Smurf. What blobby. Blobby, Mr. Blobby. Do you mind if I wear my Mr. Blobby suit? <laughs> 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 my blobby onesie? <laughs> I always own me floppy onesie. No, but we were going to talk about uh, the most unlucky person in the world, but I think it would just be a bit depressing because it would be like death or something. And then we were going to talk about things that were unlucky in our vibes. But essentially, I just got mugged. Yeah. Not recently, but I got mugged from a bike when I was 13. For your bike? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, my mate left his bike outside the corner shop, and then when he got out, he saw it being ridden away. That was... That's harsh. Good. My friend George, who I have spoken about quite a lot, I haven't seen him for about 10 years, he was just a bit of a live wire. Um, <laughs> someone, he was coming out of One Stop. Rest in peace, One Stop. Don't think they exist what? anymore. They definitely do. Do they? Just not in London, I don't think. Yeah, haven't broken the old smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See you in 10 years. See you in a bit, brah. But anyway, so he was leaving One Stop, and some guy tried to take his BMX, because we were like 14, and instead of being like being a pushover, like I would have been, like oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. He got his BMX and hit him with the BMX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really strong. Wow. Yeah, but we're not talking about that now. We're talking about superstitions and craziest superstitions from around the world. I've got one more unlucky thing. Go on then. Uh, my on my ski holiday, which I've just been on. Thanks for asking me about it. Well, no one cares, do they? <laughs> How's that got anything to do with being well, skiing? <laughs> Was, I'm saying it was unlucky because I didn't get the right skis. <laughs> no. Yeah, Hugo got my skis, and I was very unhappy about it. No, my friend, who will remain anon, but he probably is getting a cold sweat on right now. He went on our first day after lunch. He went to push himself off, clipped his skis on, went to push off, let out a numero dos. No, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? Well, I don't know. I mean, he pushed too hard, didn't he? What? So he went to push off from in the skis so he just yeah he clipped on the skis himself. and went to and then tooting his salipets salos salo no way that's not cool is it that's unlucky yeah that is quite unlucky I'm trying to think of anything else unlucky related to me no uh, one time when I was a child I went on a zip wire and it was really high up and it was like Land Rover World <laughs> or like some army thing yeah um and I remember I was probably about five. I probably shouldn't have done this. Mm. And I was at this, what seemed like at the time, this massive castle. And, or like massive wooden fort. Yeah. And at the top there was a zip wire. And it was really early morning. It was freezing in winter. And I was like with my dad and my dad's friend. And my dad's friend was on the fort. And he like, hold on to the zip wire. Mm. Don't let go because I'm going to push you down. Mm. And like you'll zip down to your dad and he'll catch you. <laughs> and it's it's like probably 15 foot up. And four or five year old, that's practically yeah. a mile. And it was like, all right, cheers, Steve. His name's Steve. 
and I had the zip wire like that, like that and it was held on and then I was like oh it's cold and then like right at the top I just let go <laughs> and I fell face first <laughs> onto what seemed like you know when you get those like really spongy tree stumps yeah that, that aren't like actual wood but it yeah. really hurt and I wow. really hit my face on that and cried that's not unlucky that's just clumsy and also why wouldn't you want like a, a why wouldn't you carabine it on or anything 98 mate wasn't it yeah, I know. But but health and safety hadn't kicked off explains yet. Explains a lot that story. So there's superstitions from around the globe. Yeah, strangest superstitions from around the globe. It's quite an interesting article if you want to find it. Do you want to read out the heading of the first piece? Is this the cannibalistic chewing gum in Turkey? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let me open the link. Open have the you, link. You got the link there. Turkey. You may want to think twice before whipping out a piece of chewing gum. As there is a belief that the chewing gum at night will turn into rotting flesh. Yeah, don't know how that one came about. And I have, yeah, I can't even begin to think why that would be the case. I mean, other superstitions, you're like walking under a ladder, yeah, the ladder might fall. Yeah. But at no point has any, anyone ever swapped out gum for flesh. I'll tell you what it could be. You've been to the dentist before, yeah? Mm, yeah, on occasion. You know when you've had anaesthetic? I've never had that because I keep my teeth in order. You've never had anaesthetic? Never had a feeling, mate. Well, you know that I've got wooden teeth, essentially. Now. Exactly, yeah, because you had too much Dr. Pepper as a child. Docky P, and I'm smashing some biscuits as we talk right now. Yeah. But essentially, it could be that back in the day, they obviously had some kind of thing that numbed the cheek. And yeah. People would just be chewing, chewing gum. Little did they know they'd be chewing their own face. A little bit of... It's like when you accidentally bite your tongue. Exactly, and that's probably the most painful thing in the world. Yeah, that's the worst pain. And also, like, the after pain of that, like, for days, you've got, like, an ulcer on your tongue. Not I'd, worth it. I'd also say that, you know what, it's probably like back in the day in Turkey, someone's kids were like, I'm in chewing chewing gum before bed. And obviously the dad was like, you do know if you chew chewing gum before bed, you'll it'll turn into rotting flesh. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's which, how this came about. But that's a bit macabre, isn't it? You could just be like, you'll choke to death, which is more realistic. That is it, isn't it? I mean, who chews chewing gum before bed anyway? Well, if you haven't got, you know, I used to do it at festivals when you haven't got toothbrush. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Nah, like, that's the worst thing, man. Yeah, no. Sugar, like sugared gum. No, you don't have this like. This again explains it. You don't have like Wrigley's, that juicy fruit, because that's madness. <laughs> yeah. Even though popping out, <laughs> popping out a fat bit of bubble gum, <laughs> yeah. like the one that you like from the, yeah, the, well, the red coiled one, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like the dentist bit in your jaw by the end. Like, no, I bring my electric brush to brush the festivals. <laughs> I bring my electric brush. Do you? Yeah. Why are you charging it? It's always good to get a good clean. Uh, get the right brush. Do you shower at festivals? If if there is a shower, best of all, you couldn't. It was like £30 for a shower. Yeah, it's madness. But my friends did actually pay £30 once. And they had access to this like weird little mini spa. Mm. And what they had was a steam room in a wigwam. Jealous. Showers and like a plunge pool. And nice. apparently they felt like a million pounds afterwards. Yeah. Whereas I was sat in the hot tent eating a scotch egg. <laughs> eating a scotch egg with, <laughs> like, your, with your bubble gum. Bubble gum and wet wipe in my bum. You know. Like oh, stuff. Yeah, the wet wipes is how it normally goes. Yeah, but are we having a little cheeky song? Yeah, that's I, what we got. I think we're going to either go for... No, let's let's have a slightly cooler song. Let's go with Sexy and You Know It by Ellen Fayo. Lovely. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> this one goes out of mark and all the ladies out there. <laughs> oh, maybe not the ladies, ladies and men, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. When I walk on by, girls be looking like Debbie Fly. I pimp to the beat, walking down the street and my new the freak, yeah. 
You're back with Sam Peck and Mark Hellings on Shouldn't You Be Working on Wandsworth Radio. Nice, nice. And Mark, are you sexy and do you know it? I am both. Yeah. I used you, to not know it, but now I'm very much aware. You are, and you know what's funny about it is you're not as well. Are you? So you think you are, but you're not. You, well, are I've you got, sexy I've, and you know it? I've got evidence that says you're not. Oh, really? Yeah, pathetic. P- video evidence? Video and print. And print. Yeah, newspaper clippings. I've only got audio on you. Only audio? Yeah. And that could be any soundpack. Yeah. Whereas the print is a picture of you. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What's going on in the picture? It's you, topless. Nah, top only, mate. We've been talking about this. What? I'm tops only. I know, but I'm... So, okay, no, but in this particular instance, we find out why you have a t-shirt on all the time. Oh, uh, yeah? Because you're freaky body. Freaky body. I do have a hairy chest, but... Larger superstitions. Yeah, so this week, continue working, we're about to interview a witch in the second half of the hour. It's Tori West. Can't wait, it's going to be cool. So in line with that, we're talking all things magic, superstitions, and supernatural events, even though we haven't had any of those yet. But we are now, we've just had one about cannibalistic chewing gum in Turkey, and we're now making our way to the Middle Ages of England, to the groaning cheese for a newborn. Can you take us through that, Mark? Groaning fromage pour l'enfant. Ouais. Where? Do you know any more French? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nah, I'm not going to do it. Swiss fromage, cheddar fromage, or pepper jack fromage. Pepper jack cheese in the Middle Ages. Are you sure? Barely only get that at Nando's. No, it's saying, have you heard of these cheeses? It's not oh. saying these cheeses, pepper jack cheese are from the Middle Ages. They didn't even have pepper, mate. I was going to say. That would have been like explosive if they had pepper jack cheese back then. C- completely changed my worldview. Um, yeah, so those are cheeses that you've heard of. Yeah, I've heard of all those. Medieval England expectant mothers made what they called the groaning cheese, which was a large wheel of cheese that matured for nine months as the newborn baby grew. When the groaning time, or time of birth, the whole family would celebrate by eating this cheese until nothing was left but the outer rind. The newborn would then be passed through the rind on christening day to be blessed with a long, prosperous life. Which is a strange thing. And that, for any international listeners, still happens today. Yeah. yeah. Did so you get passed through? Which cheese did you get passed through? A little wedge of halloumi. Was it halloumi? Yeah. Even though that doesn't really have much of a rind. Yeah, I know, but it's, you know, it's nice cheese. It's a great cheese. I was passed through just a good bit of English cheddar. Yeah. Salted cheddar. It's because you're a British gent. British gent, mate. Um, but that's probably the weirdest one on the list. Yeah, definitely. And also, I'm not sure, because... The work that would go down, I mean, it's medieval England. So remember, everyone only lives to about 30. And, you know, you can barely wash once a month, let alone make a cheese. <laughs> yeah, make fine cheese. Exactly. Like, and also, did they know when they were not pregnant on in Middle Ages? Did they go, like, I'm one week in, better start the fromage now? Yeah, it probably, I think they'd give it a bit. You know, it wouldn't have to be exactly nine months of cheese. It would be as soon as you, probably like a six-month-old cheese. But saying six-month-old... How old? How long does normal cheese take to get cooked? Oh, exactly. I don't know. Because that sounds like it's going to be an incredibly strong cheese. No, that'll be a weak cheese. For nine months? Bro, like a, what, like a mature cheddar is like three years, isn't it? No, it's not. Is it? Well, I think so. But think about it. Imagine if you wanted to start a new cheese company, you'd have to not make any cheese for three years if you want to make a mature cheddar. What is it? Like, how would you say that? Like mature time? Maturing. Cheese, groaning. Like, brewing time? <laughs> groaning. 
Um, well, I think that it's made up, and also, I mean, babies are small when they're born, but at the same time, they are kind of like that. Would be a, have to be a big wheel of cheese for the whole ride. Unless kids back in the Middle Ages were like teeny tiny, because people were smaller back then. I do think kind of like you are now, kind of more feeble. I'm dead on uh, six foot, my dude. Are you six foot? Um, no, according not. to the doctor, you age a cheese anyway. From a few weeks to 12 months or sometimes longer. So you know what? It'd actually be a perfect cheese. <laughs> Monterey Jack is ready after only one month. But Monterey Jack is delicious when you go to places like TGI Fridays. Other American food joints are available. Mm. But Monterey Jack's flavourless as well, isn't it? So a good six to nine month ched, that's going to be delicious. That's bang on. Apparently a camembert is six weeks. Six weeks. Again, you can turn cheese out really quite quickly. I have no... I mean, I, I've been thinking cheese was more like a wine process my entire life. Yeah, what, like... It, but again, wine, does it really take, like, five years for wine? Yeah, I don't know, man, but I can't Google that. Whip out a cheap bit of plonk in, like, an hour, I think. Like, and you just get some grapes and just put some vinegar in it. Bit of Jacob's so- Creek. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Bit of barefoot. Bit Why not? Barefoot. Yellowtail. Ooh. Yellowtail. Know, That's man. in the barefoot category. Um, but going back to the cheese thing, who thought that was a good idea in the first place? Mm, how did that come about? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> don't know. We don't expect to have all the answers. But I feel like, again, you're right. Like, they had no supplies. Like, I swear they ate, like, bread all the time. All they had was bread and, like, celery. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was probably the cheese industry, the dairy yeah, industry. I'd know? say it was 100% the dairy like industry. Like, Valentine's cards, Hallmark... The cheese. Did Hallmark the, just invent Valentine's cards? I think everyone says that, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's I like, extend that to birthdays and Christmas. It's like the tobacco companies. I think they invented smoking as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they definitely prolonged it. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> they make it. literally millions out of it. <laughs> yep. Again, if, a true fact. If you want to get into something that makes money, cigarettes. Big tobacco. Big tobacco. But again, Wandsworth Radio doesn't condone, or does it? No, it definitely doesn't. No, it doesn't condone, but I don't think it also dissuades. I think it's just like... No, nah, I reckon it's probably government policy that you have to say smoking's bad. Do you think? Well, yeah. Well, the, the cigarette packets are You're absolutely not gonna get, horrendous, aren't they? I mean, the BBC have to be unbiased, but at no point do they go like, here's the other side of smoking, and it's someone like the Marlboro Man just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a smooth and, cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is making me ten times more attractive to ladies. <laughs> Maybe you should have a cigarette, yeah. little Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, don't have a cigarette. No, and don't. And I think on that as well, because you know what? Cigarettes... They're bad for you. And one thing that they're really bad for you and what they're bad about for you is your heart. Because it's yeah. really bad. It gives you, encourages heart disease. Of course it which does. Which ties in nicely with our next song, oh. With Every Heartbeat by Robin. Which you won't be having if you carry on smoking. You, yeah, that's the thing. You'll die. So <laughs> listen to the song if Think you about have a cigarette. It. All right? Think about it because you won't have any more of this. Do you like Wandsworth? Yes. I love it. Contractually obliged to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sam Peck and... Mark Ellings. On Shouldn't You Be Working, situated in which radio station, Mark? Wandsworth Radio. Exactly. And if you are in the Wandsworth area and you go to a local Tesco's, you can currently pay... Well, you pay for your goods and then you get a little token at the end and you can use that to, like, give, like, money or something to the Wandsworth oh, Radio, I th- is I it? I think there's, like, a... Pl- like, there's basically, I don't know... 
Tesco making everyone compete against each other. There's like three radio stations. Yeah. And it's like slot, slot in and then whoever gets the most doesn't go bust. Oh, pretty, pretty. So essentially, if you are in Tesco's, ask for your coins and put them in Wandsworth Radio, not any of the other ones because we won't mention their names. No. Because they're scum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back to superstitions. Back to superstitions. And we've got a quick one for you before the news at the second hour. Mm. It's crows. Crows general. Crows in general. And essentially, I, I can. Do you want to kick it off? Because you've got more crows versus ravens. This superstition <laughs> around crows here. Have you got it there, Mark? You have to count them off. I think it's like magpies. Uh, so you got so the ability to predict your fortune is exemplified by the popular phrase: one's bad, two is luck, three is health, four is wealth, five is sickness, six is death. So if you see six crows, more than six seems to be irrelevant. I think they're kind of just like, well, if there's loads of crows, it's impossible. Because you can't really count that many crows, can you? And also, you? crows like, live in big old groups. Murder of crows, that's what they're called, isn't it? Mm. They roll around in a big posse. I think you're going to be seeing six at least every time. Yeah, like unless... You know what? Unless they've been stupid about it, whoever made this up, and thought, God, there's always like six crows about. Why would you say it's unlucky if there's loads of six crows? You'd say seven crows. Count them in a half dozen. Yeah, butchers dozen. There's four half dozen crows. Everyone's dead. So crows v ravens, my dude. Because we were we were speaking, saying, "What is a crow? What is a raven?" And mm. I've got the answers for you here. Please. Um, is that a crow or a raven? How can you tell? Ravens often travel in pairs. Crows, larger groups. Mm. And we're going to come back to this, like raven themed banter after some news. Quickly, I was crows core, ravens croak. Do they actually? <laughs> That's a very realistic crow. And what we'll do, we will come back to Ravens vs. Crows because it's important. So we're going to go to some news. Enjoy. Ooh, sorry. And you're back with Shinny working at Sam Peck and... Mark Hellings. On. Uh, Wandsworth Radio. Inside the place. So are we just carrying on with uh, Crows versus Ravens? Exactly. And just so everyone knows why we're talking about Crows versus Ravens is because we have modern-day witch Tori West on the show uh, coming up in about 30 minutes. So... Listen about for that because it's going to be cool. Um, and in that theme, we're talking all things magic, superstition, and supernatural occurrences. So we're talking about the luckiest man in the world, etc. So now we're talking about superstitions, and one of them's being crows. And we've somehow found ourselves on crows versus ravens. And I've got to tell you, there is not much difference between crows and ravens. They move in couples. Ravens hang around in couples. Crows groups, as we discussed. Nice. Ravens croak. Crow's core. Nice. Nice. All right. Let's, yeah. yeah okay. Raven, the show. Raven, the show. Did you watch it? No. Did you? Did you not watch Raven? No, nah, I did. It was that Scottish guy, wasn't it? Yeah, Raven. Like, Welcome to Raven. Was he called Raven or was the witch at the end called Raven? Was there a witch at the end? So if you <laughs> actually watched the show, um, what happens is over 12 weeks, uh, four groups, or uh, two groups of six, Battle it out. It might actually just be one group of people. It's not over four weeks. It's kids over, aren't going to get four weeks off. No, it's not over four weeks, but it's over 12 shows, I think. It's not the same kids every time, is it? I think it is. I think it's like one series is just like one kids. They probably have like do it all in one afternoon. Um, but essentially, it's all these kids. They have to go through these various tasks, and they add some sweet graphics in to make you yeah. be like, whoa, wow. Yeah. And like, it's usually about like, they, they kind of are on some log in the forest and then they fall off the forest and then like this weird thing hey. like, whoosh, takes them off. Oh, here we go. It was conducted by a group of six children known as warriors over five days. They're five. not getting four weeks off. They might do. They're it's, little kids, my dear. 
That's totally on a half term time, isn't it, as well? Uh, and there was 12 series. Wow, that went on. That means it would have stopped in 2012. I was at 2017. What? Is it still going? Did it have a hiatus? Revived series. No, it did have the original Raven. The original Raven. <laughs> it's me, Raven. As I'm back. I'm off the, I'm off the booze. <laughs> Is he like that? Nah, probably. Uh, <laughs> Other ones? Oh, go on. No, there's loads of different Ravens. I'm not going to go through and there's... There's six different people who've played Raven over the time. Well, all I know is the one Scottish guy, spiky black hair with a black yeah. beard. Yeah, he looks a bit like an emo. An emo, yeah. I thought you said like a demo, and I was like, who's that? A demo. Um, we give some shout-outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but essentially, other superstitions, uh, to wrap this link up, we have had A Curse of the Opal Stone. Yeah. Have you got that one there that you can read out quickly or not? Uh, that was just about the price of opals crashing, wasn't it? So essentially, back in the 1820s, uh, there was a book written about some demon or something. And this woman wore an opal stone. And everyone in the book, they attributed the demons coming out of it because of this opal stone she wore around her neck. And since that book was released, it had such an impact on the wider market or just wider social conscious that everyone was like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to wear Opal anymore. And it crashed the price of Opal by 50%. I didn't even know that, I didn't even think Opal was a thing. I've never heard of Opal. I thought it was a car brand that used to be Vauxhall. Yeah, that is true. And then Opal Fruits, was that Starburst? Yeah, exactly. So essentially, maybe that was because of the book. Nah, I reckon, well, I think... The Rock was before the book, but then I don't know. Man. Was it? I don't know. No, I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Confusing my brain cells. Yeah. And then the last thing, uh, which I think is quite cool, is the black cats thing. Can you explain that a little bit? Why people yeah. are still scared of black cats, or were they scared, or why they were scared? I'm going to free basic because I'm not looking at the article, but nice. I get the gist of it. So. Crazy older women in the medieval times yep. associate with lots of cats, yep. as they are now, to be fair. Great old cat lady, Simpsons. Yeah. Yep. That's yep, a yep, reference. Yep. Theory went in the Middle Ages that when the old crazy, a.k.a. witches, died, they would turn into one of their own cats. And so if you saw a black cat crossing the road, you're not just seeing a cat, you're seeing a witch. I don't know what it's going to do to you. Yeah. But essentially, I think it was more just like, you don't want to like kick the cat or anything, do you? No, but yeah. I mean, would you be kicking the cat anyway? No, that's a tr- that's a good point. You wouldn't do that. But maybe people in the medieval times, they might have kicked the cats. Probably ate the cats. Yeah, it was fresh cat meat. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, when you're like literally just have to make a stew once a month, if you see a cat popping it in the pot. Just get that, skin that cat alive. Use that hide for a pillow. You know, or um, or a bath mat. Exactly, delicious cat brain soup. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, do people eat cats somewhere? I bet in the world, you know, like someone. I th- I th- aren't like, cats poisonous? <laughs> <laughs> are they? What are you on about? You think cats have venom? No, not saying like. I think their meat is cats are meat eaters. Apparently, <laughs> it, what is safe for cat to eat? No, they're definitely not poisonous. What are you on about? You madman. <laughs> Any mammal. I don't think a single mammal in the world is poisonous. So, okay, all right. So even now, cats and dogs are commonplace on many menus in Vietnam, Korea, and, and China. There you go. They've eaten as solo meals or add other meat dishes as an extra touch of flavor. A little side dish. So, like, when you go to Nando's and you have halloumi yeah. in Vietnam, you have your Nando's with a side of cat. Yeah, it's like, would you like cat chips with that? And you're like, well... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, go on then. It's, it comes with a delicious pickle ketchup. And yeah. you're like, right. Chili jam. You know how like London's obviously a hotbed for like really rubbish food and weird stuff? Mm. I think that we should open a cat restaurant. Well, I don't know if it's <laughs> legal to eat cat meat. Is what, in the UK? I think it'd be frowned upon and it'd be hard one to sell. Like, it's all very well saying, like, here's a new bow bun or steamed bun. It's a different vibe in Shoreditch to open up a cat restaurant. Is it illegal to eat a cat or a dog in the UK? Reddit always has the answer. Oh, wait, here we go. BBC, even a slightly more credible source. Why the UK doesn't eat dog meat, but people in China do? That doesn't answer the question. No, I was going to say, I mean, that, you don't have to write a whole article on that. I think. Why do we not eat dog here? Oh, goodness, this is bleak. I'm, gonna get, I'm not going to get my mum putting Dora in a stew. So, apparently, around 10,000 dogs will be slaughtered as part of the annual dog meat festival oh, in New Orleans. Don't start talking <laughs> about this dog meat festival. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If right. you were to eat one piece of dog, which, which bit are you going for? The face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the back leg. You're going for the back leg? Because it looks like a chicken fillet. I might even go for the dog's fingertips. And the main reason I say that is because the next song coming up is called Fingertips <laughs> by Leo Kalen. So enjoy that, yo. And sorry about talking about eating dog and cats. And you're back with Sam Peck and Mark Ellings on Shouldn't You Be Working on Wandsworth Radio. And you are now well and truly into the second hour of shouldn't you be working and this week we are talking all things magic mm. all things superstition all things super, supernatural, supernatural. Yeah. yeah because we're talking to a witch in about 20 minwarts yeah so it's getting serious now right yeah and in that vein of thought so the last you know hour and a bit i'd say we've been speaking predominantly around old superstitions mm-hmm. so things that would have scared people back in the day or were just weird things that happened, like the chewing gum and the, the cheese of birth. Yeah, the so, groaning from the groaning cheese. But there are still superstitions that scare people today. Mm. As in, as you in, want to take a few? I would say a few. Global warming. Not a superstition. Knife crime. Not a superstition. I, I thought it said <laughs> large swans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it says large swarms vans. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a... Is that a superstition or is that still just terrifying? I don't know. Like, oh, I mean, an example of a superstition, well, one thing that scared me when I was younger way too much, though, was quicksand. But you said, you, is that not a thing for you? I just felt like quicksand wasn't very much in my natural territory. I always wanted there to be crocodiles in the swamps of the UK. Always wanted it? <laughs> yeah, because like, my dad used to have this mate where we had to drive to his house. And we had to go through like this creepy little swampy bit. Mm. And I always dreamt of there being crocodiles in there because crocodiles are my, my spirit animal. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Good. I thought you were wearing the cost there, but you're wearing... It would have been good. Um, would have. Quicksand, though, did you never watch The Wild Thornbreeze when you were younger? Yeah, I did. But that was, again, that was more of a BBC vibe, wasn't it? Every episode. I had Sky. What you watching, yeah. Yeah, Ned's Declassified School Survivor Guys, Lizzie McGuire, those kind of vibes. You ever Lizzie McGuire, that was BBC, right? <laughs> It was. <laughs> oh, no, no. Insolent <laughs> I know, yeah, I didn't have all of that wondrous technology. Yeah, I was BBC. CBBC. CBBC Summer. CBBC Hot. Uh, when it got like an hour hour more. Didn't Reggie Yates. Turtles. Yeah, though, to be fair, I would switch between, but that was the thing. I had the luxury of many channels. Yeah. 
Reggie Yates did SMTV Live. That was it. God, Reggie Yates has got pretty much the dream career. I wish yeah. I was Reggie Yates. He's really gone and like done everything the BBC has to offer. He does yeah. the serious stuff now, you know? I know. He, he's he like does the, documentaries and stuff, doesn't he? It's like the new Theroux. God, I'm so jealous. I wish I was... I wish I was him. Uh, I think Reggie. We need, yeah, we need to sharpen, polish ourselves a little bit more. And that's why the next 20 minutes is going to be very hard hitting. Yeah. All right, get ready, because it's going to be bleak. It's, yeah, it's going to make a Louis Theroux alcoholic documentary look like a field day. Like a trip to the candy shop. Yeah. So get ready, kids. No, but in terms of actual superstitions that still scare people, you're quite superstitious, aren't you? I'm not. My mum's my mental for it. They say it's like umbrellas inside. She'll she'll freak out if you do that. You ever okay. heard that? What, umbrellas? Yeah, umbrellas inside. I don't do that. Though. New shoes on the table. I'm okay with that. I got told off by my old housemate for doing that though. Mm. Yeah, he was like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> but I think the one that affects us both is the three drains, isn't it? You you do that. Yeah, hundred percent. I am one of those guys who do that kind of like little walk, yeah. where a little jump, you know, the little skip. It is embarrassing because I think people will probably notice me. Because will you go as far as two? And then leave the third? Yeah. Or you avoid all three? I do two, and then I will jump over the third. Yeah, do the tiniest, tiniest movement to the right just to make sure you don't hit it. Yeah. And even and when, like, when I'm with people and they don't do it, I'm like, get away from exactly. me. Exactly. But my when when I was younger, the three drains thing freaked my mate out so much that he'd push you out the way of them pretty much into the road. Which so is, that's the bad luck part. I'd say another one that is a huge one for me anyway, breaking a mirror. Yeah, I mean, you would feel terrible. It doesn't happen very often, but that's the ultimate sin, isn't it? What, that the mirror thing? Yeah, 13 years, isn't it? Yeah, that's just, it's too long, isn't it? You know, like, to actually have that much of a of an impact on someone like 30, who made that up? Was oh. it the Mirror Factory? The Mirror Factory, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, publicised by the Mirror Industry. I, I do knock on wood like a madman as well. I do that do every time. You knock on your head. I see some people do that. Yeah, I find that as an insult to my intelligence. <laughs> no, no, also, <laughs> knock on wood. Why would I ever yeah. knock on my head? And salt throwing over the shoulder. Yeah, I've, I don't do that one really. Well, I'll do it occasionally. I will actually do that one. I'm, I, these are more like force of habits because I think they're fun. Yeah. Touching wood, actually, that's a very uh, very good one. That's quite, like, Aww. sociable, I feel. Yeah. You know, everyone's touching wood. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> Horseshoes, don't really see about that. Jumping a broom, never even. Jumping a broom? Yeah. Today, the African-American expression, jumping the broom, means that they're getting married. But it comes from an old custom that newlyweds literally jump over a broom to prove that they are not one of them being an evil double. What? Fair. <laughs> in folklore, they found that the European Middle Ages and traditional African cultures, vampires and wicked spirits were considered to be possessive, obsessive, compulsive traits. I don't know where we're going with that one. Yeah, jump um, in the brim. Not sneezing. That. That's not a superstition. That's just a bodily function. Yeah, you can't. Look, the, Roma, the Romans used to say, Jupiter, preserve you. Oh, it's bless you. Bless you. What did you say it was to begin with? Jupiter, preserve you. Which yeah. sounds better. Yeah, that does. That sounds a lot cooler. That sounds like what we'll say in the future. Yeah. The Romans had so much right. But they were fascists. Well, yeah. They did have a lot of that going on, and they had slaves and stuff, which weren't great. Yeah, no. Yeah. But, well, we, we could go into Roman civilization. We could do day. that another one. What? Who are we going to get on? A An real ancient life. Roman. No, we could get one of those people who pretends to be a Roman when you're in Rome to get an pictures. A, taken an Italian. With. An Italian. A, re- a modern-day Roman. A modern-day Roman. But that would be like getting a, someone from London in. Yeah, no, it'd be cool though, isn't it? But they could just look at, they just know what the Colosseum looks like up close. I've been there, mate. Have you been? Nah, nice. I don't really. I mean, I'll go to Pompeii. 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 Yeah, Pompeii's amazing. That literally yeah. blew my mind. Exactly. I'll do that. 
but uh, Rome, take it, leave it, go on. I'll tell you one thing that you get a lot of at Pompeii. Is it a song title? It's silence. Do you know why? Because they're all dead, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of silence and quite a lot of delirium probably just before the uh, the volcano Pompeii exploded and desecrated all their lives and yeah. stuff. And that ties in quite nicely with the song, which is called Silence. And oh. it's by Delirium, <laughs> <laughs> featuring Sarah McLachlan. And that was quite hard. Was she to in feature. Pompeii as well? She was actually one of the main excavators of it. So it's a triple threat with this one. So I uh, hope you enjoy the song, guys. And it's an absolute mega trance tune as well. Get ready for the best five minutes of your life. Live it up, live it up. Okay, so well, so technical things are underway at the moment, right? Yeah, technical things. We're actually now doing it live via Instagram as well. Which oh, adds... you're actually doing it now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it's ma- I don't even know what people can see. That's annoying because <laughs> it'll be 100% me. No, I'm now on it a little bit as well. I'm looking at it. The lens could not be more on my face. It's like the eye of Sauron. I actually think it's going to look terrible as well. But it's pretty much because we've got our guest coming up. Yes. Now, a modern-day witch, Tory West. Not Mitchell. Uh, not Mitchell. Mark, classic. It just never gets it right, do you? you I know, know, but, you know, when it comes to crunch time, I will be, uh, I'll be there. You 18. will be there. But essentially, if you do want to listen in live, not just via Instagram, you can go to Wandsworth Radio and listen live there. But just on this, li- on this vein of... Uh, Witchcraft. Witch- we're going to have some gentle witch facts as well. Briefing. Well, a witch briefing, so we all know what they are. Common misconceptions. I'm pretty. Th- I'm thinking here, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, give us one preconception or misconception around witches, Mark. Um, witches probably didn't wear pointy hats, which is a good one. Which I is like a good that. one. We don't know why. No. Because we. Do you got any info around that? No, I don't have anything. All we've got are these quick sentences. So if you don't know that, <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. Um, Witches really did fly on brooms. I think, again, it was they thought that they flew on brooms. In a way. Yeah, kind of. They didn't really do it. Maybe they did. Maybe they You're did. You're going to have to ask Tory. Another one is that Pope, uh, a Pope said that witches exist. Yes, which Pope, again, we are unsure. So if you came here for the facts... We're just giving you quite sweeping statements yeah. with no... No backing, really. data around that. No. And then the last thing as well, which ties in quite nicely as well with having Tory on, is that not all witches are bad. No. I think, but there are like the Wicked Witch of the Witch. Is she good in the end? Mm, there's, the, there's the two witches. Are you referring to the Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there are two witches. There's a good one and a bad one. And also there's different types, aren't there? Because like Macbeth, there's those three ugly witches. Yeah, but they were evil, weren't they? Yeah. But then in Wizard of Oz, aren't all the witches like supposed to be what, attractive? Amazing, beautiful people? They might be. But I'll tell you one thing that you can do in a mirror that's a bit freaky. No, this won't say be true. Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Yeah. Why are you saying that you can then, do this? And then the Candyman should appear behind you, right? Yeah. And that ties in very nicely with our next song whilst we get Tory West, modern day witch on the line. Join us live via Wandsworth Radio. Wandsworth. If you're listening on Instagram, join us on Wandsworth Radio. So we've now got Candyman by Christina Aguilera. Oh, I thought it was Robbie Williams. No, I wish it was. I couldn't find it. (laughs) All righty. So that was Christina Aguilera with Candyman. And we are now lucky enough to be joined by Tory West, modern-day witch. 
uh, on the line now with us, and I'm just going to introduce her now. Hopefully, we can hear her. Are you with us, Tori? Yeah, can you hear me? Boom. Yes, I think we can. That's better than it was during the song. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, uh, a <laughs> little bit quiet earlier. But um, thank you for joining us. So essentially, Tori West, you, you're a Monday witch, but you're also a women's rights activist as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Perfect. Fair enough. Yeah. So one thing that I, I, I'm massively interested to find out is how what what does being a witch mean in like the modern day? Um. Well, I think that like witchcraft in general is like particularly like hard to define because through any age of time it's like an outgrowth of like many different strands of magic and spirituality like coming together so i think that like witches believe generally that the religion is wicked um emphasizes some sort of unity of the natural world and its spiritual powers so all things we believe that like all things have a soul or some sort of like spiritual power mm-hmm. um it's quite like a humble belief um, which I think people are often still like scared of the term witchcraft, but often those who practice it are quite like secretive and don't believe in trying to convert other people. Um, so, for instance, like um, I'd say traditionally in witchcraft, um, in comparison to like more modern time, is that traditional witches would consider me like discussing witchcraft to like out to be outspoken about like my beliefs, would suggest that I'm not necessarily a part of like the witchcraft community and I'm making like a mockery of it. So I think that's why sometimes it's like so difficult to understand because a lot of witches still practice in secret and don't really open up about it. Uh-huh. So I think that's a difference between like a modern witch, maybe more so than a more traditional witch. Okay, so a modern witch is more about being kind of open about it. I think so. I, well, I think that's what the difference is for me. As I said, it's like it's really hard to define it so as, as like 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 a blanket over witchcraft as a as an entirety because everyone's beliefs and practices within it is so different. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to have a quick song just because it's a little bit crackly and we're going to try and find uh, a slightly better line to call you on. So we'll, we'll be right back with our interview with Tori West, but we're going to go to OMG by Usher now quickly. <laughs> All right, Tori, stay with us, okay? Okay, no worries. Oh my gosh. And we are back. So we now have sorted out all of our technical issues. Essentially, we thought there was crackle, but it's all good. So we're now joined by Tori West, the real-life modern-day witch. Um, are you there with us, Tori? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So let's just jump straight back in. And one question I, I, I want to know is, how did you get into witchcraft? Um, so I've been interested in like, the history of witchcraft and now, like, how witches are perceived in wider society since childhood. Um, although I didn't actually properly research into it myself until I was about 24. Um, I decided to start like practicing, I'd say like after my 25th birthday, just out of like curiosity. Um, but while I was growing up, my mother believed in like herbal medicine and astrology and had all these like crazy books like around me when I was like growing up, um, which are now like stolen from her. But um, I also remember tell- her telling me from like a super young age that I shouldn't be afraid of witches because they're intelligent and like highly respected women that men had like wronged, which is probably kind of start kickstarted my beliefs within like feminism as well. Um, but my grandmother is also like a strong believer of spirituality, but more in a sense of maybe like ghosts and spirits. So I grew up watching when she used to babysit me I grew up watching like a lot of mystery documentaries tales things that like like difficult to explain in the natural world so I've always had these like things like surround even though it wasn't like pushed on to me it was things that were like my family and the people surrounding me when I grew up like strongly believed in 
um, which kind of made me like delve into it myself a little bit as I got older. Um, but I also feel like super connected to nature. Yeah. Um, especially like the moon, I'd say. Um, it's, it's like really difficult to explain, but I was always, before I like identified as a witch, I'd often thought that my mood changed depending on what phase the moon cycle was in. Um, for instance, like I suffer from migraines and I couldn't get rid of them and I couldn't find like what the trigger of the migraines were. Um, so I started noting on a diary whenever I got a migraine to try and like see if there was like stress related or try and figure out pinpoints so I could try and like maybe change my diet or maybe, do you know what I mean? Just to kind of like track what was going on. And then I noticed that every time I got a migraine, it was actually during the full moon, which I find quite weird, but it's quite like a spiritual thing that people's moods are apparently affected by the moon cycle. And hence, it's like in folklore when you've got um, how people have like go into like a state of lunacy mm-hmm. when it's surrounding the full moon, and that's where the whole idea of like people turn into werewolves. So essentially, you've kind of had a background through your family, and then like you've actually almost had like evidence when you've through your kind of migraine experience. Yeah, which is like a really way of like looking into it, but it's kind of like through my research and like I was like, no, I strongly believe that we are very connected with nature in a way, and that we're all connected within something, and I guess that's where my spirituality, like an interest in it, like really started to sure. um, come through. Oh yeah, I was just what Tori. Um the nature vibe that you keep on spinning there. Druids, witches, are they in the same sort of ballpark or completely different? Um, yeah, I think it's confusing because I think that, obviously, as I said earlier, like everyone identifies differently who likes to do witchcraft. There's no, like, although we have, like, similar beliefs, there's no, like, right or wrong in, like, how you self-identify or, you know, what sort of, like, practice or how you practice witchcraft. So, for instance, like, Wiccan is, like, basically, like, the religion of witchcraft. Mm. And then paganism is some is someone who doesn't identify themselves with the more traditional religions. So say for instance like Christianity or um, you know, Muslim, but they, they wouldn't identify as so they identify as a pagan. So it's all very different, like it's all in the same bracket. So, mm. so how you identify yourself and what sort of way that you practice. Okay, so is witchcraft then you're saying a little bit more to do with the kind of magic element and the interaction with nature, whereas Druids are kind of religions tied to paganism. Yeah, I guess so. I say that, like, in terms of like how um, I, you know, I do witchcraft and how I do spells, is that I see it in a form. It's very like a natural form to me. So, like, how um, herbs, can, you know, how they affect your well-being, or how like burning a candle with a certain colour or scent or incense can affect your mood in a different way. So it's, for, it's the same as how like you see like you were having sleeping problems and people say to put like lavender on your pillow and it helps you sleep. To me that's my form of magic. Okay. And with with witchcraft, like how do you learn to be a witch? Is there like an exam? No, no, no. So I feel as though that's um again so, so basically like I feel very like when I'm asked to talk about witchcraft, I feel very um, skeptical of opening up about it because, as I said, there's like so many different forms of it. There's no right or wrong. Like I couldn't tell someone specifically to practice in a certain way because they would practice in their own belief in their own way. So okay. it's like a hard thing to like. There'll never be like an exam or like you pass. But like in terms of like um, covens, 
like I'm not part of a coven or anything like that because I feel as though because I'm quite new to witchcraft mm. it's almost like I have an anxiety that maybe I do not know enough but really I shouldn't feel like that because witchcraft's not about that it's all about your own personal inner stress and your own personal like belief system it's more like an inner thing rather than like something that's so there's no like witch code as such then. There must be a witch code. I thought there would be a witch code, Tori. <laughs> so there kind of is like a witch code in terms of like, for instance, when to do with like curses and hexes and different things that we believe. So it's actually unethical for a witch to like use magic to cause harm or distress to another person. So traditionally, like magic is considered black or white, which I don't identify with because I feel like it's quite a derogative term. I believe like a person's good intention is like the most important thing. So that's how I believe in it. But most witches are extremely like reluctant to put out any harmful energy because of the threefold law. So that's kind of like the witch's belief system and the witch's law that we're scared of. So a witch just says like everything that comes, everything that you do comes back to you three times so it's kind of like a more extreme version of karma mm -hmm. in that sense yeah. Um, oh, yeah. however in terms of like obviously witches can curse people it's quite like a complicated belief system so it's like recently like a group of witches in america like made headlines to hex and trump i think it was on vice obviously so it was like um a hex is like usually sort of like a negative evil spell mm. so you should consider it in this is quite a controversial way of explaining it but you should consider it is like the same way as like christian would pray uh, so it's kind of like to hope that someone will prevent further harm mm. so it's like in both witchcraft and christianity like people who use their minds to call out on the spirits or like powers they believe in with the intention of affecting something in the world for greater good so for instance like if i found out my neighbor was doing something really unethical I could curse that person or hex that person to almost like teach them a lesson to to make sure they to the community and to wider society they put they they would not cause further harm. Have you done that? No. Oh. <laughs> have you have you thought about it? Have you been like close to like you know what? If that man doesn't do the shopping or washing up, he's gonna. I've been in situations and I'm like that person is awful like they're doing something awful i've been in a situation recently where i'm like this person deserves to know what this feels like yeah. but i'm also do you, do so you, um, scared of doing it because if i'm wrong that's going to come back to me three times whatever i do to that do you need materials for a curse or is curse just all the mind or are you kind of assembling toad's eyes that sort of thing mm, yeah kind of it like depends um it's sort of like what you believe in. So for instance, like I've never done it, so I can't, I, I couldn't say, oh, this is how I can somebody. But I have like all my spell books and like all these things that like I follow. So if I wanted to do it, like different candles and witchcraft like means different things. So for instance, like I burn quite a lot of black candles because black is the color of protection. So I'd find out which color is associated with like reversing spells. It's just like, it's almost like a massive, it's like when you go to the doctor, doctors and you say that there's something wrong and they give you like a load of symptoms and then you've got to find something that will like prevent it mm. witchcraft is very similar to that so it was like you would give me a situation that's on the top of my head i couldn't personally be like oh this is how you do this i'd have to go to my textbooks and books and figure it out myself and come up with a spell that i think would work for that situation so it can be quite prescriptive mm. yeah for sure like, okay so. what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick song and then we will be joined back with 
Real Life Witch, Tory West, uh, just because it's quite cool. And uh, enjoy this song, which is Lovers of Alive by Leah Mitchell. All right. And then stay with us, Tory. All right. Cheers. Bye. Okay, or just stay with us. <laughs> intro yeah we were thinking about going for it for a while but um we are back with uh tori west the witch we've got a few questions now on how you can become a witch and what we can do over the phone we'll get involved in the witchcraft community mm. so tori do you want to take us through a little bit about your witchcraft workshops um yeah for sure so i host witchcraft witchcraft workshops uh, to educate people about the history of witchcraft as I think the term in like wider society is still like quite paradoxical so on one hand you have people who don't believe in witchcraft whatsoever but when you tell them you're a witch they still like act quite like fearfully towards them Mm. and I think this kind of like stems from throughout history how we've been portrayed as evil in pop culture but we've also been deliberately like eliminated by the male medical establishment throughout history with the term witch hunt uh. so like previously like witches were often um considered and consulted for advice about illness or like injury or childbirth or like emotional trouble um and considered like they were quite respected to other women and considered like protectors of like human life and sometimes even more trusted than you know more mainstream medical services um especially like in the olden days so for instance in terms of like um male doctors used to believe in a term called female hysteria which this is like absolutely wild but basically it meant that like any sort of illness that a woman had were due because of her sexual urges she had for a man Mm. um so almost any symptoms so for instance i had a headache constant headache and I went to the doctor about it he would blame that I had like a what they call a wandering uterus look so my uterus is wandering about around my body looking for sperm Ooh. wait say that again so a modern day <laughs> doctor said that not modern back, <laughs> oh. like back, way back in the day okay yeah, 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 yeah right, way cool. back. so you've got <laughs> your wandering uterus yeah no. Yeah, for sure, it's mental, you'll believe that. But the form of treatment that they would give women is masturbation to try and relieve these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And it's about 300 years in history that that would basically, you go to a doctor and that would basically all they tell you. So, whereas, like, for instance, as a woman, you, if you went to a witch, alternatively, she would just listen to you and be, she should try and provide you with, like, a calming tea or, like, a brew or a herbal-based medicine and would almost be, like, a more therapeutic way of trying to make you better uh-huh. rather than going through this, like, awful system with a male medical establishment. But obviously, we were a threat, so they tried to, like, eliminate us and say that we were evil. So mm. this is kind of, like, the beginning. There's loads of other different theories, but that's kind of the one that I believe in and why people still are really scared of witchcraft. Um, but it's actually, like, a super peaceful, like, nature-based religion. It's quite secretive, like, we keep quiet on our practices, um... And as I said previously, like, I'd probably be cast out in traditional witchcraft because I talk about it openly. But I feel as though if I did talk about it openly, um, people wouldn't perceive witches as evil anymore because they need to be educated and understand what it actually is. So I try and do all these workshops for like a more educational, like teaching the history and the stories of witchcraft to try and shed the stigmas that surround it. Okay, so essentially, like through time, witchcraft's actually always had a bad rap, but in reality, it was actually more of the alternative medicine space. Yeah, pretty much. 
And like in these workshops, do you do do you like practice and teach people how to do spells? So I believe that like you should always do spells. Like obviously, like if you're part of a coven, but personally, like I feel like you need to be in a relaxed state and in the environment that I do these like workshops in. Is usually just like hundreds, hundreds of people, like forty people. That it's not like a relaxed environment whatsoever. So what I do is I usually do like a workshop with them. Um, so like a candle workshop or a colour workshop to like teach people what different colours mean in witchcraft, for instance. Mm-hmm. So there is like that element of teaching, but I always write out spells and give them my own spells. But if they want to try them at home, they can. So it's like, like a takeaway package that you get. Because you gave me a spell the first time we met, didn't you? Well, I don't know if you remember this, when we met at uh, the KK art event thing. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave you though. I think mine was prosperity. Thank you very much. Did it work? Yeah, loaded now. Won the lottery. Um, <laughs> can you do anything over the phone with us? Yeah, so I was thinking, um, one of the things that most people ask me is obviously attracting love. Yes. So I thought I could read out that for you. That would be amazing. How I do it and kind of like why in like a short version. 100%. So just um, if, if you've just joined One's Earth Radio, we've got real life witch Tori West on the, uh, on the show and she's about to read out a love spell for us. So listen in, turn up the wireless, get involved. Um, okay, so this is like an attracting love spell. So basically all you need is dried rose petals and a length of thin ribbon or string, ideally red, and incense, and a rose incense. Um, I also, this is a spell that I've taken from the book and like altered, but I also um, burn pink candles as well when I do this spell. So this spell can be like used any time to attract a lover, but it's most like potent if you do it at night and when you're relaxed. So you're supposed to light one or two sticks of the incense on, in, in the bathroom and then scatter the dried rose petals in the water mm. before you get into the bath. Yeah. So once you feel that you're in a relaxed state in the bath, you're always in like a form of like how you meditate. So with like breathing, you have to get you have to be in like a relaxed state for the spell to work. Um, so as you're relaxing in the infused water, you have to chant the spell three times by using the knot the ribbon that you have. Tie three knots into the ribbon. So the first knot is for you, the second is for your new lover that you're hoping to attract. And ideally, you would, if you know this person already, to maybe think of that person while you're tying that second knot. Um, the third knot in the string or ribbon is resembles the love that you will share together. Uh-huh. Mm. Lovely. And do you say anything? Yeah, so basically what I say is, this is what I've taken from another spell book. There's nothing that I've written, but this, I can say it to you over the phone. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if anyone will remember it, but... Go for <laughs> so, it. Um, I have pure passion in my heart. It is now time for love to start. Venus, bless my longing heart's quest and send me to a love to bless. I need this love. I'll, I will be true to this. And Venus is my pledge to you. I chant this spell three times three. The spell is cast, so must it be. Ah, well, what? Um, I, was that it? Uh, yeah, then what they say is that if I got my teaspoon on the floor, I hope you didn't hear that already. <laughs> so basically, then you keep the ribbon with you until you meet your new love. So this ribbon is the thing you carry around with you and hoping that it will attract someone. So say, for instance, you're going on a date with that person, you'd carry that ribbon with you for, like, good luck. It's like you've moved this spirituality into this piece or object, which is quite a lot. Lovely. Nice. So essentially, guys, if you didn't catch all of that 
uh, uh, Love Enchantment. You can listen to the podcast, Shouldn't You Be Working? We're available on iTunes and all of the main like podcast places. We've just had Tori West, Modern Day Witch, on the show, which has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Tori. Thank you. And you've actually Yay. taken us to the very end of the show, uh, which we will now finish on. But this has been Shouldn't You Be Working yeah. with Sam Peck. Mark Ellings. And if you're still there, Tori... Yeah, I'm Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. See ya. Have a nice one. We've got uh, Dan with the Rewind Show coming up now. Uh, have a enjoy the show. Bye.